Hi, welcome to Fuck, Mary Kill Me. I'm Dean. I'm Kayla. And we're here with our guest, co-creator of the Historical Roast, creator of the No Laughing Show at the Comedy Store, Eddie Firth. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be so much fun. It's thank you for being be on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have always been with... I'm very lucky. I'm incredibly fortunate. I always say fortunate. I don't say lucky anymore. I'm incredibly fortunate that I I met and I've worked with some of the most talented and interesting people. I, I call most of them my friends, uh, mm-hmm. genuinely, that I get a chance to work with all the time. Jamar Neighbors was a huge inspiration oh, for the show. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. He's going to be on No Laughing again uh, uh, on the next show, uh, Scout the Same Thing. I, I, I look at those shows as opportunities because I do... If you want straight stand up, you can throw a rock. I mean, look, why if you want if you want a lineup full of stand up comedians doing ten minutes, there's no place better than the comedy store in the Hollywood improv to just show up and see great comedy. We mm-hmm. had at that time the Meltdown show at at Meltdown and everyone is so incredibly talented and interesting. I was like, Well, what if we just took it and turned it on on its ear a little bit? Sort of that the same thing of what isn't being done at the moment? How can we take yeah. this and do something just a little bit different? Because I know you guys, you guys are all so talented. If we just did something different, you would still be really funny and really good at it. And it is, it's so much fun to play with my friends and just go, all right, what if we, what if we tried playing dress up this week? Or what if yeah. it was, what if it was Santa Claus this time? Wait, 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 what if, what if we just took somebody out of the audience? You tried to make them laugh, but they could, they weren't allowed to. And it, yeah, it's just, once oh. we do this now, I'm I'm gonna beg to be on next week again. I'm like, no, 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 I have another one. I know exactly who. <laughs> I know who I need to kill. Look, uh, that's why we asked you to bring a notebook and prepare a PowerPoint for your yeah. next yeah. episode. Uh, we asked that of all of our guests, and none of them will email me back. Uh. So. <laughs> Um, oh, oh don't this... worry. I know what it's like asking my friends to do a book report <laughs> once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know how tough that can be. Hey, will you uh, research uh, Hamilton and then write some jokes about him, but do it in character? It's it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Come do it. Come do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Come do it. Yeah. So um, basically, how this is going to work is we're going to play some fuck Mary kills, mm-hmm. some would you rather's, mm-hmm. some open ended questions, mm. and then we're going to end with a little game we call Dungeons and Dragons. I'm good. Oh, I'm ready for that. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Okay. Jim Henson. Mm. Stan Hansen. Hansen of Mbop. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Stan Hansen is notorious for being uh, one of the toughest pro wrestlers of all time. Like, legitimate mm-hmm. tough guy. Yes. Like, chew glass, break things with his knuckles, headbutt through. I think Stan Hansen, I, I, I hope I don't get this one. I think Stan Hansen's one of the wrestlers who had his eyeball pop out of his head in the middle of a match. Was he a pop? In. I don't know if he was a pop out of the head guy. Was he? I know Vader did. Vader I know Vader did. had that. I feel like Stan Hansen... Oh, you know what it might be? I might be confusing it with Stan Hansen wore really thick glasses but wouldn't wrestle in them, so he never saw anything, so he would hit other people. He might have been the one to pop Vader's eye out. I, it's something. Wow. Stan well, Hansen is a tough dude, so <laughs> I either have to marry him or kill him. But if I kill him, I'm afraid he won't die and he'll come back. Yeah, yes. and then he'll make you go in an electric steel cage uh, barbed wire match in the Tokyo Dome. I think this one's going to hinge on... I think it might hinge on Jim Henson because mm-hmm. my first inc- well look everyone's first inclination is marry Jim Henson marry Jim right? Henson yeah but that what a I know some artists I know artists and let me tell you who I don't want to be in a relationship with an obsessive uh, never ending psychotically driven 
perfectionist artist like Jim Henson, who is not only never going to be happy with the final product, but mm. will also put the artwork over the money, which is one where I'm like, look, at a certain point, just sell the thing and walk away. <laughs> You're not going to do better. There is no perfect art, Jim. So I feel like being married to Jim Henson would be very challenging because you're always because you're always second fiddle to a puppet. Oh wow. <laughs> and yeah. maybe I'll be comfortable. Maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll be comfortable. I'll create my own life and right. Jim will go play with his puppets and I'll go dress my friends up as historical figures and <laughs> fictional characters. It does sound like a good match that honestly when like you put it that match. way. And is the, do you think the relationship would be challenging or do you think he would challenge you? Ooh. Oh, the relationship. He's not challenging me. Right. The relationship's going <laughs> to be challenging. I don't I, look coming gonna, in hot. I have been in and out of therapy since the second grade. I am not <laughs> looking for a savior. There is Ooh. no second half to my world. This is I am enough. And anyone that I choose is somebody that I enjoy going to the movies with and going to the mall with and having fun with. I don't I don't need Jim Henson to fix me. My God, you're healthy. Oh, you know, that's right. Look, the, the, the second grade. I started going to therapy in the second. They, I was seven years old. And they're like, ah, I think we messed up. We might. <laughs> Something Not even in double me. digits yet, but yeah, maybe we, we can should already get... see. Who is, who, who is the kid? Hanson from? of Mbop. Mbop. Is it all three of them? Yes, it is. It's all three it's of them. It's all three, three of them, yeah. Kill them. Kill wow. them. I'm going to kill Hanson. Look, I love that song. I want to be in a polyamorous four person or do you just hate that song oh no it has to do with uh, i am i am i have a lot more introvert in me than extrovert Uh. i have i have uh there's only so much tolerance i have for the energy put externally oh that would be a fun four-way i guess i could fuck them but they wouldn't fuck each other because they're brothers. Yeah. Well, you'd be getting fucked always while they who would be the mm and who would be the boss final answer final answer Mm. Um, Mary Stan Hansen, because I'll be protected for the rest of my life, and Absolutely. he looks like a good cuddler. He yes. does. He looks, of course he is. He looks like he would snuggle. He is probably very gentle at home because he's he's very not gentle outside of the home. I will fuck Jim Henson because, Ooh. oh, my God. Are you kidding? Look, I have uh, I've been a performer most of my life now, and I have this theory in my life, which is that like actors, I used to say actors because I started in theater. Actors should not be in a relationship, but oh my god, we should we should have all kinds of sex because <laughs> actor sex, performer sex, that's enough crazy for good sex. It's true, but it's too much crazy for the relationship. So mm. Jim Henson and I would have a fucking blast in bed together. And Hanson, as long as they've already put out their hits, I can we can kill them because I do think that my. That's the soundtrack I want to play while I'm having sex with Jim Henson. <laughs> it's, a short, it's a four and a half minute long song, so we'll hit repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, uh, maybe not. And, uh, and not to go for an easy joke, yeah. but he's Henson good with and his I have hands. projects we need to work on. We're not going. We're not going for six hours. Oh whoa! I mean, all right. He is into the tantric stuff, so you might be. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? I don't know. He might. He, look, you said it, and I believed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have, felt like he very, uh, very well may be. It's a very convincing tone that I used. Yeah, yeah. He actually was stopping himself from coming the entire time they were filming <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> People don't talk about it, but that was a whole, that was a two and a half month long edge for him. <laughs> we all assume that he was using Kermit while he was jerking off, right? He's never... At least one of them with a once. deep throat. There's got... I have to look. There's no way. Manamana. 
You know that and actually came from a nut? Swedish porn, right? I did not know what? that song was originally used in a Swedish porn and was adapted for the the Muppets. That's a, that's a, yeah, whatever what it, it was a Sesame Street or the Muppets it appeared on first. That... But either way, that used to, it was a song in a Swedish porn. Holy this is, shit! This is more, much more fascinating than my trivia about the Count from Sesame Street. What's your trivia about the Count from Sesame I, we've Street? We've talked about this on the podcast before, but. The Count is based so on an obsessed. old old world uh, vampire myth that if you're getting chased by a vampire and you throw a bunch of twigs down, the vampire will stop chasing you and count the twigs. They love to count. They love to count. That sounds, so... like, my, sounds like my grandfather. He liked to play pickup sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Well, your grandfather was a vampire. Yeah, your grandfather needs he to be stabbed. Hungarian. It's kind <laughs> well, okay. of Okay. So yeah, all right. Okay. But, yeah, I, I have to feel like at some point in his life, Jim Henson used a puppet to masturbate. How did he not? I, I Who would, do you think was his favorite to come in the face of? It was either Rolf or someone we, uh, some <laughs> puppet we've never seen. Yeah, he he had an affection for Rolf. I know. I can. I I can tell you, Kermit. I feel like it was just too sacred to him. Are you kidding? Me? He's just like no, Kermit. Are you like, are you kidding me? Yeah, come yeah. On, guys, been there from the jump. You yeah. can't. can't come it was on either Rolf or it was some. <laughs> There was a cum puppet we never met for sure. <laughs> there was a, there was one puppet. Whose I like job to think was, it was a little puppet of himself. I, that's a the little, way I would go, l- little Jim. That, that's the little, way I would go. Little, we gotta Jim? come on, little Jim. Mm-hmm. That's uh... or Slim Jim, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a type. Fuck Mary Kill, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin Powers, Steve Urkel. I have great affection for Steve Urkel. <laughs> I have great affection for Steve Urkel. I just I, look. I, I while we're talking about Steve Urkel, I'm taking the the moment to diverge and give a huge shout out to Jaleel White, who is one of the coolest, nicest, and most talented, most amazing human beings I've ever met. Like insanely underrated as a human and as a performer. And if you ever ever wonder what I'm talking about, legitimately non non plug even, just go watch him be Nelson Mandela uh, in historical roast on Netflix, and oh, he is. Yeah hilarious in one of those comedic roles that they always say Mandela's not funny he is hilarious as Nelson Mandela and just the coolest guy um Steve Austin Austin how on earth do you not fuck Austin Powers how do you not fuck Austin Powers right the promise is that it's great he's pulled Heather Graham Beyonce. Beyonce How do you? How did you put Stone Cold? Uh, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like Austin, Austin Powers, Austin, and then Steve Urkel. How did that? How is there not another Austin? Oh, shit! Because this is gonna be tough. I well, it was know a Steve. It was a Steve Austin oh, Steve, sandwich. Steve Austin, Steve. Got it. Oh, this is. I'm blaming you guys for how tough it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's okay. Taking uh, the internal, you're so healthy. Look at him. The internal turmoil. Events. Yeah. I'm putting it on you guys, trying to blame you for my own inability to decide who to who to kill. <laughs> <laughs> um Steve Austin, my inclination was to marry Steve Austin, although he is not known for his healthy relationships. No, he's, he's not. not a kind man. He's not known for his healthy relationships or sticking with marriages for for very long. Right. Is it Steve Austin from the Attitude Era, or is it Steve Attitude Austin Attitude Era, now? of course. Oh. Not weird hunting influencer Steve Austin, <laughs> which is what I think he's mostly doing now. Right now, he does seem very well-adjusted, though. He seems like he's doing much better. Also, I mean, if we're going to look past the curtain, the I think being a heel in professional wrestling is a much more, a much more challenging 
performance, yeah. I would imagine, right? Because you have to go out and uh, get the ire of people. Like, specifically. Like, you, you want to make uh, thousands of mm-hmm. people hate you immediately. Yeah. Um, and I've only ever had really one experience of, like, a huge amount of people hating me at once. And it's when uh, me and Jay did America's Got Talent. Where every like everybody that was you that, and Jay. Yeah, me and Jay. I didn't realize yeah, that that's that me was and Jay. holy shit. What's the uh, me and him did America's Got Talent. I guess it was three or four years ago now. But uh, we just put, we finger fucked each other in the belly button. Uh, and how did I not know about? Yeah, this? we don't we don't talk about it very often. We don't talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> every great story in Hollywood is followed by we, we don't talk about we don't, it. Too we long. don't talk about it too too much. Only but, the best stories. Like, look, I never mentioned this, <laughs> but we we did this. We uh, a lady reached out to us and was like, "Hey, we're looking for alternative comedy acts," and I was like, "I don't want to be on America's Got Talent." So I sent her a nine minute video of me and Jay finger fucking each other in the belly button to no laughs in front of a crowd, no laughs. And she goes, "I got to see it live," and I was like, Shut "God up. damn it!" So she comes. I had another set set up. Uh, I got people to dress up as the judges of America's Got Talent. I set up a video of people like crying in the background, like they did with Susan Boyle. She comes to this, she watches it, and she's like, "I know what you're doing, but I'm gonna put you on TV." Oh my god! So me and Jay, uh, wait, 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 when the... she said, "I know what you're doing," what is it? You she knows. She knows that I'm fucking with her, and I don't want to be on the show. She knows that I'm like, I know this isn't a talent. I know I'm wasting your time. <laughs> I don't want to be on TV. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so Which, she, if anyone's listening to this, this is Hollywood. Everyone is trying to get on television. Here's somebody invites you on television, and you're like, I will do anything not possible not to, to including not embarrass myself publicly twice by doing a bit and a thing that I know is stupid and doesn't work. And yet, instead of this person going like, I'll make actual television, she goes, to spite you, I'm going to waste actual <laughs> television, the thing that everyone's yes. trying to get on. Yes. Did it air? Well, uh, it, I, me and Jay are on it for about a grand total of three seconds, Holy which is about shit. as much belly button finger fucking as you need well, to get the bit. Right, uh, and for like, like a... oh, oh, it's cute. <laughs> All well, yeah, it's three thousand people actively booed us. Oh my like, god! We go, we go out and we play these kind of like hayseed characters. We're like, we're just coming to the big city. Well, he's from Texas, I'm from Alabama, and we just want to show people our good talent. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, and the crowd's so on our side at the beginning. They're clapping. They're so happy. We start to unbutton our shirts. We're both wearing button-ups. Everybody's like, woo, ow, look at them. And they're still on our side. And then the fingers go on the belly button. And everybody starts actively booing us, angrily booing us. They yelled at Jay to go back to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Which is usually something people in Texas are yelling at other people. Amazing. Um, That's so good. And then we got Simon Cowell, X this out. Gabriel Union, X this out. Heidi Klum, X this out. I told Jay before, I was like, you look wherever you want. I'm locking eyes with Howie Mandel, and I'm fucking staying there for as long as we're going to do this. And in the moment, I lock eyes with Howie Mandel, just like I am with you right now. And I forgot Howie Mandel used to be a fucking weirdo. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I know what you're doing, and I'm going to make you do it for 90 seconds. <laughs> and he doesn't exit out until, like, the last moment. People are booing. They're standing up. They're yelling. And- <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, and then uh, me and Jay were like, we don't want to be used as some sound clip. So we're just going to no matter what they say to us, we're just going to say we're so happy to be here. Yeah. So Simon Cowell's like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. You're terrible and everything is and you're the worst. And we're just like, we're just so happy to be here. <laughs> and then Gabrielle Union's like, I don't know what kind of church you guys met at. And we're, <laughs> and we're like, we're so happy to be here. And we just kept saying it in the exact same tone because we figured they can use one of them. Mm. But if they take four takes of us saying the exact same thing, 
there's also a psychologist on the set of America's Got Talent for when people really? lose. Yeah, like like you actually go out and you think you're like good and you're bad. There's a psychologist waiting in the wings to be like, hey, are you okay? Sounds like, like all God. of Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the psychologist was like, yeah, you guys seem fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a it was a cool time. It was How very did you weird. feel in that moment? I felt so good. I felt so powerful. I was like, yes, all of these people came here to watch little girls sing the song from A Star Is Born, oh and you had to watch God. me and Jay finger fuck each other in the belly button. Yes. I felt great. It felt great. And Terry Crews just didn't know what to say to us. He had no idea. He was like. Thanks for coming, and we're like, thank you. Because he didn't us. get it was a bit, did he? He yeah. didn't. He thought you were serious. I, I, I think, and not the Terry Crews character. Mm-hmm. He knew it was a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would imagine he's seen enough bits to know yeah. that we're doing a bit. Mm-hmm. Also, before that, the entire crew is like they're like setting up lights and plugging stuff up, and they're like coming up to us like, can't wait to see the bit. Like, <laughs> like, we've gotten around to everybody what we were gonna do. It was it was a cool day. It was definitely a cool day. Uh, Alex Hooper talks about that. Uh, Alex Hooper did when he went on and he first roasted them. Right. He knew he was going to commit to this bit that ultimately was not going to, in wrestling parlance, get over in the room. It wasn't going to pop the crowd. They weren't going to be into this. He was going to get the hatred. And he, ha- he, he, told me, he told me this beautiful story about having to just stay in that pocket and, and sit in, in that hatred that as they're booing you, your, your first instinct and his response in his body was like, oh, I, I don't want that. I have to steer away from it. But he's like, no, that's what I, I came to do. I know what I'm doing, and I know why I'm doing it. It's it's good to know that <laughs> now three of my friends have gone on to the exact same show with the explicit so fucking funny. goal to just get everyone in the room to dislike yeah. them. I mean, they did get end up getting – America's Got Talent got the last laugh because the, the three-second clip is the lead-in is like all of them were like somebody – I think it's Seth Word. It does mm-hmm. like a bad set, mm-hmm. and they're like – we're going to see a bunch of bad acts tonight, aren't mm-hmm. we? And they go, yep. And then it's me and Jay figure fucking each other <laughs> on the belly button. Yeah. I was like, all right, you won. Good job. You got me on TV. Oh Son of a bitch. God. Um, so you're going to fuck Austin Powers, you think? I think it's hard. To, I think if it's Attitude Era Austin, I think it'd be hard to marry him because I just yeah. don't think that's going to work out well. And I'm not killing him. I have no... I mean, Stone Cold's amazing. So I feel like I'd have to... Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. This is such this is one of those in the corner issues. I guess I'm marrying Austin Powers. Wow. Is he gonna stay faithful? Yeah, traditionally a not loyal person. I don't really care about that. <gasps> I don't okay. really care about that. All right. Uh, did you hear I'm our fine. puritanical <laughs> gasps? Oh, oh my goodness. My goodness. I, look, if there's a multiple theme, partners. <laughs> if there's a theme in this discussion this far and in my life and in my romantic relationships, it's there's a certain element of like, just leave me alone. Like <laughs> we're together, but like just leave me alone for a little while. Like yeah. whoever I'm close with has to understand that, like, just, just leave me alone. Just yeah. give me some space and some so all the time that he's spending out doing something else, yeah. someone else, I that would be Beautiful. Alone to time. Me. Alone time. Yeah. When am I going to watch my documentaries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although Steve Urkel is a good uh, look, I- I'm going to switch this up. I'm going to marry Steve Urkel because I feel like that is also the most stable future possible. Mm. Like he's that is the, the that's a start. 
He's starting up a, a tech startup, right? Like, yeah. he's clearly retired by 55. 100%. By, by 45, he's retired and onto his third company, works from home. We can go wherever he wants. He's right. very loving and caring. But if you were like, Steve, I need the night off to be with myself, he'd be like, of course you do. I totally understand. Yeah. I'm going I'm going to go work on something anyway. So. Could you do that in Steve Urkel's voice, maybe? It was just hard for me to grasp. <laughs> I I don't know if I can. Uh, um, Even better. Okay, wait. I got it. You feed me that you need some alone time. I'll be Steve Urkel. Okay. Okay. Uh, Steve, look, I this it's been a long week for me. I really did. I do that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You didn't. But the fact that you asked that question means the world to me. I just need a day or two to go. I, I'll be honest. I don't even know. Um, I can't even tell you what it is I need to do. But like tomorrow or the next day, I'll, I'll just I'll show up in the kitchen and we'll have dinner. How's that sound? He's doing the dance. He's doing the dance. Perfect. I'll marry Steve Urkel. I will fuck Steve Austin, and I'll kill Austin Powers. But okay. Very begrudgingly. I did not right. want yeah. to. It's well, you thought about a life married to him, so I think that's a pretty good in- indication that you're like, This is a it's okay, it's a these uh, it's fine. What we're learning about me very quickly is that uh, marriage is, is a very difficult thing for me to handle thinking about. So, whoever it is, I need you to both care about me and stay away. <laughs> whatever choice there is of the person, I'm like, ah, I need you to be nice, but leave me alone. That's clearly what I'm going for. Nice. And as clingy as Steve Urkel was, I feel like if you just told him the best thing I need is space, he wouldn't bother you then. Although he bothered Laura constantly. Yeah, he would probably. But that still... was in his youth. Yeah. At this point, he's, he's a, just he's a Bezos level rich, probably. Yeah. He uh, used that transformation machine to, yeah. you know, build a functioning AI. He probably makes all the algorithms, mm-hmm. uh, algorithms for all the social media, right? Like, uh-huh. so. Or he's an evil overlord. One of the two. Right. Either way. I mean, I did say Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, we'll put him in. We'll put him in the mid range of millionaires because once you get to billionaire, you become very detached from reality in many ways. For sure. When you're when you're buying and selling sports teams like their uh, like their outfits. Yeah. When you when you are actually like ah, it's just it's just laundry. You ever hear yeah. that Seinfeld bit? You're not you're not rooting for a team. You're rooting for their laundry. Yeah. That's yeah. These not. Ah. You're almost talking me out of my answer now. Shit. No, no. We're, we're locked in. We're yeah, locked in. It's yeah, it's locked. And we're going to bring him in so you can kill him. And here's Steve Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do a would you rather. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you rather get a handshake from Paul Hollywood or go to Flavortown with Guy Fieri? Oh, oh, Paul Paul Hollywood. Handshake. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere with Guy Fieri. I say that knowing that if he showed up at the comedy store and was like, let's go drink, I would absolutely drink with Guy Fieri. That is a that is a legendary drinking story. But I also have almost no interest in the food that Guy Fieri is making other than to observe it from a distance and go, wow, that seems like an early death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clearly you don't love yourself. Okay. But uh, Every Paul restaurant. Hollywood's handshake is legendarily uh, respectful honor, like that means you actually did good, and that is a what would that that would be like? That would be like one of our favorite comedians laughing at our joke, or even better, going, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, yeah. right. That's a that's a comedian looking yeah. at you. Go, oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Explain to me who Paul Hollywood is. What? I don't know who this. He's a judge is. on the Great British Baking Show. I have never watched that. It's mm. a goddamn delight. I believe that it is a delight. 
Oh, you want to talk about getting high and good TV to watch. Uh, That's the one. Have something to eat nearby because you stoned or not, you're going to want to eat something. It's true. The best thing about the Great British Baking Show is that it is produced in England. It's Mm -hmm. a British show, so their editing techniques are much slower. The competition aspect of it is much friendlier and nicer. Mm -hmm. They don't manufacture drama. If somebody needs help finishing their cake, the other contestants help each other out. It's so nice. Um, you know Noel what? I'm Fielding making a, is a doll. His sausage roll wreath. Yeah, I'm making that this year what's for Thanksgiving. The, what's the recipe like? Have you looked at it? It's yet? a simple cheap puff pastry. It's a, oh, a quick uh, a quick puff. Yeah, a quick puff. Yeah, rough, rough puff. puff. Rough puff. And <laughs> they uh, you throw your meat in there. You roll it up. And you turn it into a wreath. Cut it. Bake it. With some cranberry sauce, it's going to be goddamn delightful. So you seem like you watch Great British Baking Show. I do, I do. So marry, fuck, kill, Paul, Prue, Paul, Prue, and Noel. Oh, I marry Noel Fielding every you day know, of my every life. Day. Every yeah, day of my life. Yeah, but I was also so obsessed with the Mighty Boosh. Such a good like, show. What's that? What? Oh, that's his adult, adult Swim? Well, it mm-hmm. was originally Channel 4, BBC, mm-hmm. then... Got bought by Adult Swim. It is such a funny fucking show. You've got to watch it. Old Greg, the oh. viral sensation, I think is from that. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. I don't know. I don't. You ever drink wow. Bailey's from a shoe? I, I wish no? this was on. You should see my blank stare right now. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, uh, they, they America can. can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, What's this show called again? The Mighty, Mighty Boosh. Boosh. Okay. All right. I'm yeah, gonna, you definitely got to watch love it. Noel. Like, you talk about somebody I want I want to marry and fuck and have a drink with and would put my life down for. Yeah. for uh, Noel Fielding is that guy. And he's the host. He when I say host, wow. he's like uh, the, so Paul and Prue are the judges. They judge all the, the cakes and the pastries being made. Noel and this new guy who we all know needs to just leave. Yeah. Matt, is that Matt, the little guy from Little Britain? Yeah. Yeah. He needs, he's look. He's a sweet guy, but he's nothing like Sandy. Sandy was hilarious. I know she really was. She had we had they had this little old lady comedian who was with Noel, and they had incredible chemistry. But they Noel did. just walks around and talks shit to the bakers and asks them how they're doing, and he looks at their cake, and he just he has no idea what he's talking about, and yeah. he just has a blast just chit chatting with everybody. Right. And every once in a while, he'll go, "Bikers, you have." Uh, you're halfway through. It just it just tells yeah. them how much time they have left. It's, it's incredible. incredible. He's also fantastic in the IT crowd. Oh, he really oh, he is. The, I never saw that. I didn't that know is a great this. show too. Yeah, that's one of my good. all. That's my favorite sitcom of all time. I think. Yeah. It's yeah. so well written and yeah. so funny. It's honestly the reverse of The Office. I, I believe, like The British Office, great show, mm-hmm. very funny. Came to America, took off, became this huge mega thing. Right. Mm-hmm. IT crowd, British version. Super funny, super well written, great jokes. Uh, the American version. Lasted I didn't even know there was an two American episodes. version. Joel McHale is the lead. Joel McHale plays the main character. Roy. Yes, and no I believe, way. I believe Richard Iowati is also in the American version as the same character. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a great cast. Matt yeah. Barry's in that show too. Yes, he is. No way. Yes. yes, he is. He's. It's. It's great. You got to right. just watch it. Right. The pilot it's is a right. fucking killer. But yeah, Noel Fielding plays a weird goth that's been living in the server room of yes, this company. Of course. It's <laughs> amazing. But I would marry the shit out of him. And I would fuck Paul Hollywood. Obvious reasons. Yeah. And Prue, she's got to go. she got to go. Damn, Prue. I'll tell you right now, the only reason, the only reason I might answer differently is because 
I feel like Prue is a freak in bed. I feel like yeah, Prue and I are having I a good that. time in bed. I think I feel like Prue has a side of the way she the way she drinks. Yeah, you kidding me? The way she drinks, she does. Paul, uh, Paul, I feel like is one of those guys who never actually stops to care or listen to another human being. He's like a steely Victorian man that just ruts yeah, like, in bed. Yeah, he'll, he would ruts. do what he was doing, but he ruts and scowls. He's not going to slow down enough to actually know how to touch me right. Ooh, Whoa. right. Okay, all right. He just sent a tingle yeah, down my that spine. That's... That was unexpected. <laughs> but also, I could see that from Prue with her weird necklaces and her blue hair. Why not? Absolutely. It's clear we're all marrying Noel, though. I gotta watch the show. She's a freak in the sheet cake. If there's any, if there's, if you haven't uh, seen it, you yeah, need I gotta to go. Free, I gotta get out of here. Yes, yeah. freak in the sheet cake. <laughs> That's good. All right, thank you. That's good. It needed a little bit more and, than uh, you gave it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. I didn't give it a fair shake. It's not my I'll best, be but it's certainly not the worst. worst. I missed it only because I'm trying to plug the show. That's really good. That's <laughs> ready. Ready. That's funny. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's oh funny. God. Oh, that's funny. Oh my god! There that's funny. it is! Oh my god! You guys, that's funny. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, I've got one more, or do you want to do two more? Let's do one more. Okay. What's your fave? Pick your favey. Let's see. I think. Uh, I, mean, I have time. I can do both. Oh, great. Well, then let's do I that. I have all the time in Would the world. Would you rather I, be in I, a... When I show up for podcast, I assume it's a three-hour affair. I've cleared... <laughs> I'm not busy until next Thursday. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's good, because that's when we have the room till. Good. Um, yeah. I want to go home. We didn't bring enough food. <laughs> you Would, you, would you, you rather can't. be in a boy band or the tag team champion of the world? And both of these have follow-up questions, depending oh, on which shit. one you choose. Yeah. I'll, I'll answer both follow-up questions... Look, one of my one of my dreams in this world and something that to this day I will never really square with having not had the opportunity and therapy. It's it's all me. I I was the one who chose not to do this, but there was nothing in this world I would have wanted more than to become world heavyweight champion in the middle of Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania. Oh, that's shit. that's number 1. If I could raise that belt over my head as world champion. However, when you say tag team champion, it's a little bit less. It's a little bit less than only in that tag teams very rarely main event anything. Yeah. And mm. while you are most likely going to end up being your best friend uh, with your tag team partner, I would cut Kevin Thompson would be my, my tag team partner. Ryan Pig might be, but that would be the 2.0 version. <laughs> Kevin and I always talked about being tag champions. My desire to be in a boy band is so prescient. Like, wow. Oh my God. Like, I'm telling you, I wrote that in there, but I still, to this day, like, my goal is to do the choreography to InSync's It's Gonna Be Me on The Tonight Show for Jimmy Fallon one day. Like, that is how dedicated I learned it when it came out. It's the choreography they do in the concerts, in the music videos. It is move for move, the actual dance. Holy shit. I have, I wanted, I don't. I've been thinking about this. I actually know why I wanted to be in a boy band. Because um, you wanted four close male friends? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, just needed I just needed someone to hang out. Uh, no, I, I had a, a massive... I was in love. My first love was Corinne Tevellini, and I was in love with her from a goofy movie to Armageddon, from the ages of a goofy movie to Armageddon. And I realized, it wasn't until recently I realized, did you know that a Goofy movie is actually a story about a father and a son and not about a kid trying to, trying to get a girl to like him? <laughs> All this time I thought it was about Max getting Roxanne to like him. 
And so really, stealing it's a about concert, Goofy trying to get Max to like. Yeah, him. yeah. I didn't realize that. That wow. tells you. That tells you about my relationship with my dad. <laughs> didn't occur to me that that's what was going on. Dads do that. Yeah, I didn't realize you would put in the effort to drive me across the country to have some fun, Dad. Um, but I did think. <laughs> Putting on an impromptu concert at school where I copied someone else's moves might get Corinne to like me. And it it did, but not nearly enough, mm. apparently. But, yeah, that is where Powerline is the uh, genesis uh, of where I wanted to be in a boy band. And when NSYNC came out, they were the fucking coolest thing I could imagine. I was a... Um, I was a party DJ in in high school. Oh, really? So I was DJing high school dances, sweet sixteens, bar and bond mitzvahs, weddings, and we learned we learned every dance under the sun just because we were the entertainment. And right, bye bye bye, and then it's gonna be me. We're massive, so I sat and rewound videotape of them on the Video Music Awards and their concert at Madison Square Garden and um, making the video. Remember that show on MTV? Uh, no. Oh, they would show you how it, they would make the music video, and in it they were making It's That's Gonna cool. Be Me, and I watched it over and learned the actual dance moves and eventually taught myself from beginning to finish that dance. Wow. I Yeah. Clearly all I, clearly all I really want to do is sell out Madison Square Garden. I don't care if it's with a song <laughs> yeah, or stand-up or a championship belt. I used to want to play for the New York Knicks. Whatever it was, I just... <laughs> I want to sell out the garden. That is that is a very real. That is on a vision board somewhere. But I yeah, I just want to sell out the garden. But I would take I would take in sync over tag team champions. Okay. Follow up question. Yeah. What is the name of the band? Mm-hmm. What's your role in the band? Mm. Oh, I'm the sixth member of In Sync. They come back together. But oh they're like, wow! They're like, we don't have enough stuff. We need something. We've been missing something for all these years. <laughs> the solution is more bow ties. Yes. We need Eddie Firth. Yes. Can someone get Eddie Firth on the phone? We've been hearing how he knows the dances, <laughs> uh, how badly he's wanted to do it. Uh, we'll save on lighting because of his shiny head. It'll just reflect like a disco ball. <laughs> No one has the the, the bow tie and, and blazer thing down in boy bands yet. That's he doesn't true. wear any denim, so he won't conflict with Justin. That's true. Right. That's the storyline. I, I want them to come back, but they're you know we've been missing something, guys. What is it? We need more Eddie. Damn. Who was your favorite? Justin. Well, yeah. Justin was my favorite. Did yeah. it did it break your heart recently when Justin Timberlake got branded uncool by Gen Z? Were you privy to this I at was, all? Uh, so I love Justin. I always, I always felt in his solo career there was an element of just slightly not in that cool zone. Yeah. But I liked him for just doing. It. it was clear, and even hearing the stories now of what those musicians go through in terms of how little control of their lives and and money and and things they get yeah. that he was able to to find stability in his life and career. Respect. Um, what happened when they said he was on? So, I mean, besides that, that whole Super Bowl debacle was no, no. There's, no, there's, something there's, there's something different. There's there's a video of a concert uh, in the past few years mm-hmm. where he's doing his Justin Timberlake dances, and some Gen Z or TikTok took a video of him. And was like, look at this fucking old piece of shit dancing like an idiot, and every Gen Z <laughs> was like, yeah, what a nerd. This guy sucks. And I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> Ah uh, no, he's the he wears he's the only guy cool in fedoras. Yeah, leave him be. Oh oh oh! There's another fight where uh the next generation's music is too loud for the generation before, yes. and the new generation is like, you guys are too old for me. Yes. Oh oh that that brand new fight they're having. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's just I'm I guess so this worried. is the first time in 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 uh, of our generation yeah. that I've seen it happen like yeah. live where I was like. 
in real hey, f- time. Hey, fuck you! Don't don't talk, don't talk about Justin Timberlake. I, I like, and I, and I, you know, would never thought that I'd be the one to defend him. But I'm like, hey, fuck off! <laughs> hey, fuck off! Fuck you! I'm at a different level of old because my first thought was, yeah, but his back must be killing him by this point. I was yeah. like, that's a bad back. Yeah, issue. look at him like, dancing so hard yeah. for you, you piece of shit! And you're gonna that's laugh as much, at him. That's as much as his lumbar can support right yeah. now. Jesus. <laughs> He's got oh, SI man. joint issues out of the wazoo. Let him go. Yeah, you but... should have seen him in the day. Look <laughs> up those videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still not great, but better. In fact, you'll love this one. I've been to um, three concerts in my life. Mm. The most recent was Billy Joel at Dodger Stadium. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, incredible. Um, the other two were both in-sync concerts, and those are the only three shows I've ever been wow. to. I saw oh, my Giant Stadium and then... Uh, Whatever their last arena tour was when they, it was just I them. also haven't been to a lot of big concerts. I've been to Insane Clown Posse. Nice. Which is a fantastic show. The stagecraft alone is just like, like to, to bring it full circle from like, you know, they could just be dumb rapping clowns, right? Like they don't need to come out in action figure boxes mm. and have uh, Fago on a tray and have perfected the art of throwing Fago into crowds of idiots. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, I tried to do it ironically. I couldn't do it. I, I, I literally, I showed up. I was like, this is going to be so stupid. All these people are fucking idiots. And by the end I was like, yeah, I really want to go to more of these. This is, yeah. uh, this was a fantastic show. Yeah. Super fun. You have some of the best concerts. I've are you ever. a concert? I'm not a concert goer. I do. I do love it. What are your favorites, and Ooh. where do you? Who have I seen? I've seen great. I I saw Britney Spears in '99. Amazing. That was fucking awesome. Wow. That was in Memphis, Tennessee, at oh wow the Pyramid, which is now the biggest Bass Pro Shop in the world, as we I all very well know. No, uh, <laughs> you can get married in there and also shoot a trout. Wait, what? There's plenty. I'm looking for wedding venues. Yeah, well, check it out. Bass Pro Shop. They got the space. Uh, I'm looking for places to shoot trout, so I guess we can I just mean, yeah. make it a week. Two yeah. birds, one stone. Well, two trout. One. Two trout, <laughs> one, one gun. gun. <laughs> one assault rifle. I guess rifle. if it is a shotgun wedding, then we're all set. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going to use a shotgun <laughs> on, a, on a rainbow trout. Oh, my God, it's so sad. I hear she's an incredible live performer. It was fucking cool. She flew in on a magic carpet. Whoa. It was It was crazy. Mm. It was great. I saw ELO at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm. That was awesome. Yeah. That was their summer concert series. Erica Badu, The Roots. Uh, who else have I seen that's fucking awesome? I feel like you remember more things You've seen than I do. A few times? I've seen Ween a bunch. Nice. Not enough. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and the one that really broke my heart is the one you texted me. I, I, oh, I, I my was, God. I was working. And you texted me in the middle of the day. You're like, hey, do you want to go to the South Park concert in Colorado? Yeah. What's that? Oh, uh, my God. It was the- that day. I decided that day. And we bought tickets to leave Burbank like an hour before the flight took off. We went to Red Rocks. It was South Park 25th anniversary show. So oh. it was Matt and Trey and a bunch of the voice actors and Primus and Ween. And they were all performing wow. and doing a combination of like their hits and South Park songs. And it was the actual best. When and was then, this? oh my God, I forgot about this. And then, as a surprise to Matt, Trey called Rush. And Rush came out and played. And it was fucking awesome. Holy shit. It was the coolest. That was the coolest <sighs> night ever. Still so. Uh, I was like working at Target when you I got this text yeah. message. And I was like, I quit that job because a guy threatened to stab me. I thought it was but because not, I told you about the concert. Not soon enough, apparently. Not, yeah. not so, I, You know what? I should have just quit. I should have just walked out. I've quit a lot of jobs. Yeah. I'm a big fan of quitting jobs. Yeah. 
not so much now. I actually don't. I haven't smoked weed in like a year. Yeah. Uh, my new job. I, my favorite thing was I've quit a lot of jobs. I haven't smoked weed in a year. That's <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, the segue is this: like, I worked at dispensaries before okay, I quit yeah, smoking yeah. weed, and for living like a weed king, having never had to pay for weed, mm-hmm. being surrounded by weed, I was angry and furious all the time. I, I I hated working there, and I I quit the dispensary once. I had been like, hey, I can't come in this day. I have an appointment, and I cleared it with the manager. I didn't show up that day. I come in a few days afterwards. When I was supposed to come in, and the manager's like, hey, I'm going to have to write you up for this. And I, in an act of very stupid uh, defiance, I snap my lanyard off, and I throw it to her. I'm like, I'm done. I quit. I walk out. I do double middle fingers all the way out. I say, don't buy your fucking weed here. Medman is a piece of shit company, and no one should shop here. And I like, I'm like, people are walking in. I'm like, go buy weed somewhere else. Go buy weed somewhere else. This place fucking blows. And I'm walking out. I do middle fingers. I get to the corner of, like, Robertson and where that intersection where Cedar sinai is. And I was like, oh, fuck, I just quit my job. Oh, fuck, God damn it. So a few days pass. Like, the adrenaline wears off. And, I, and I'm like, fuck, I got to go back. And I go <laughs> and I and I go back and I'm like, hey, can I have, can I have my job back? Oh, my God. What did they say? They hired me back immediately. Oh, my God. <laughs> they hired me back immediately. I actually got the phone, the job back over the phone, and when I went in, all the employees saw me walk in, and they all start applauding me. Oh my and they're, God. Like, they're, all, they're all like helping people. They're like, "Can you hold on a second? This guy's the fucking man." <laughs> and, I, and I worked there for like another six months. Amazing, <laughs> Jesus amazing. Christ. Yeah, and then I quit again. Yeah, well, 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 I quit after they got looted. Why? Uh, because they were off for two or three weeks, and in that two or three weeks, they paid for us. So I went and found a job at a different dispensary. Nice, oh, nice. nice. Um, another dispensary that Jay Z bought. Oh, yeah. Mm. Jay Z's buying up dispensaries. Smart. Yeah, it's a good I mean, move. It's a good move. Me it's- too. So, what's your follow up if I had said tag team champions? Uh, what what's the what's the name of what's what's your stage name? Mm. What's the gimmick? Like the mm. Hardy Boys are super like weird and edgy. You know, mm-hmm. um, trying to think of some other classic tag teams. Shawn Michaels, yeah, Triple H, like same kind of vibe. So it, I, I, I would have to be tag team partners with uh, my best friend Kevin Thompson because that's all we ever talked about and all we ever did. Uh, what would we have been? What would our? We've never actually talked. We were always like we should be tag team champions, and we've never talked gimmicks. We would probably go with real names, Eddie and Kevin. I feel like that's always the way yeah. to go. Yeah. And I think that what we would do would be some sort of um, semi knockoff of DX and NWO, where we were just anti authority. So whatever somebody was doing, we would we would autom- but we would openly be mocking. This because that's the way we, I would go with it. We would openly mock DX and NWO, but but clearly be them. Okay. We would be doing it, but we would be making fun of them while we were doing it. We would be like, oh, these guys did it this way. What? Oh, we would be making fun of Justin Timberlake's dance moves, essentially. Oh, but got it. But doing them doing the whole them. time. That meta them. idea of like, we're doing the very thing they're doing, but then rebelling against those guys. Anytime they show up, oh my God, the old guys are coming out again. What are you going to, what is this, your 50th <laughs> high school reunion? Nice. Like, get out of here. You're not even relevant anymore. Nobody even remembers how to spell HBK. <laughs> no one, no one remembers what Triple H stands for. Can you please leave and let real wrestlers do this? Nice. Damn. Yeah, so we would, Damn, but son. we would be doing the very thing that they had done while putting it down. I, I'm obsessed with 
meta commentaries on themselves. Like my favorite movie of the year was Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Oh, yeah. really? Was I, it great? I love that movie. That is everything I want movies and comedy to be right now, and it did it. It was basically a movie making fun of the movie that it actually was, yeah. which I think if you can pull that off where you're making fun of murder mysteries and reboots and this meta world that we all live in while also doing it pitch perfectly, mm-hmm. it's like an arrested development kind of thing. You're Definitely. Making, you're commenting on the thing while doing the thing per- perfectly. That's what I would do. I would do DXNWO commentary, uh, comment on the thing while doing the thing as the homage to the thing. Yeah. Incredible. That's my favorite kind of comedy. Yeah. It really is. And and as we know, that comedy never sells huge. That's a middle of the road. That is a mid-level selling yeah. point. Yeah. You are never main event. You're you're oh yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Um we're gonna we're gonna go with the other thing as the as the main event. But anyway. But I find those fan bases, even if they are smaller, mm-hmm. so strong. Mm-hmm. Incredibly mm-hmm. strong. Like I think of Venture Bros you would have to specifically. Do yeah. Like that type of show is very much commentary on the tropes that we're parodying while doing it in a way that is very uh, Mm -hmm. smart and precise. I'm also a huge nerd for that show. So I think wrestling needs the meta comment, which is what pro wrestling right now actually kind of is and what it's succeeding. Roman Reigns is their number one heel, their number one bad guy, Mm -hmm. and all he does is walk around and say, everybody eats because I'm here drawing tickets. Wow. And and their whole thing is meta. They bring in Logan Paul as the main event for their show because he's going to draw eyes to the crowd. And they say that, but they'll say, you don't deserve to be here. We're just using you so that we can get eyes on the product. And then you'll go away and the real people will finish it. Their commentary on the – all of it is that worked shoot going back to like John Cena and The Rock really hating each other going into their match but knowing – we hate each other, but it's going to be the biggest match we can have. You know, mm-hmm. all yeah. that. So that I feel like wrestling specifically would love that meta commentary on the yeah. commentary and and do it. So that's what I would do. I would, that's good. Do you ever perform or and perform? Do you ever like do more indie wrestling anything, or that's not even your? Well, you're scene a referee, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I so currently I work with Wow Women of Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is owned by Jeannie Bus. It's on. Uh, CBS, it's it's one of those check your local listings, but wow, Women of Wrestling is one of my favorite places to work. I worked with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, most recently uh, as part of the the Store Horseman podcast that we used to do at the Comedy Store. We put on Storcade, which was a pro wrestling event at the Comedy Store. Holy shit, Whoa. where would you do that? We did that in the main room. Holy we shit. We did that at the end of 2019. That's awesome. Um, David Arquette was there. Enzo Amore was there. We, uh, uh, the Lucha Brothers were there. That's so um, cool. And the big blow-off was Chris Burns and I had, had gotten into a very heated fight on the podcast. It, Tony Hinchcliffe and I see wrestling different than Matt Edgar, Chris Burns, and Josh Martin saw it because we really saw it, and they were they were they were marks. They were fans. They were they, mm. they missed the point. They thought Drew McIntyre should have been champion, and we're like, "You guys are idiots." Roman Reigns is the guy. How do you not see this? Yeah. And it led to a moment where we had a really big blow up, and so the the, the main event was a tag team match. He backed one tag team, I backed the other, and if his team won, they would shave my beard. Oh, and if great! My team won. They would we would shave his head. Um, but I'm really smart. I did the contracts and I was the referee for the main event, ensuring that we would win. So he cheated and he knocked me out and used my hand to count the three. So they <gasps> shaved my beard in the middle of a ring in the middle of the main, the main room wow. at the comedy store. Wow. So stuff like that. I love, I love refereeing. It's a blast. I'd always gotten into it to be a manager. My goal was I'm supposed to be the, 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 I'm supposed to be hipster Paul Heyman. 
You know, yeah. what I mean? like yeah. I'm supposed to be. List is my client, and he will beat you. I, that's oh my god. Um, but being able to work in pro wrestling is fascinating. I love Wow Women of Wrestling. It's such a fun and cool company to work for. Uh, David McLean and AJ Mendez, um, who used to wrestle as AJ Lee in WWE, is 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 one of the heads there, and it's such a cool team. And they tape. We tape twice a year in L.A. down at the Blasco Theater, and it's one of the coolest shows and events That's that so I get dope. to be a part of. It's so much fun. That's Refereeing so is also a wild uh, role to play. Yeah. I'm going to say it this way. I hate myself. It's a wild role to play on a TV show like that because I am, quote, unquote, sanctioned by California State Athletic Commission. But that then to actually do the job in the room with my friends while they're performing in that ring, giving everything that they've got and being the support and then sharing those moments with them. Some of the coolest moments are matches where some of my friends were having killer matches and I'm standing right next to them watching them captivate an audience. That is I'm very jealous. That's so cool. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I love that business. I love being a part of the business like every other business, making television, putting on wrestling shows, great crowds there. It's so much fun. My dad used to uh, run wrestling shows and cage fighting matches where I'm from in Dothan, Alabama. Oh, I, wow. I often wonder if the story Joe Rogan tells about Dothan, Alabama was because of a cage fighting match that my dad set up. Really? Yeah. Been. There's it, not two people in Dothan, Alabama that doing set up that. cage fights? Yeah. <laughs> there are. Are there? Mean, are there like all right. it might, there six? might be. There's not a lot no, going on. No, there's one. It was your dad. Maybe. There's no second. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, but three in L.A. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fair. Shit. That's fair. I worked for one of them. I worked for CXF because the guys at CXF worked with the guys from CWFH. Like, they worked with the wrestling guys. They brought in their cameramen, and they needed someone to interview the fighters afterwards. Well, yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan's whole story about my hometown is fucked. It's like, I know the place, he's, the yeah. strip club he's talking about. Yeah. It, is in the, it is a house in the woods. Nice. It's, oh, my it's God. It's called the Gentleman's Club. It's, it's my it, house. It's my house. <laughs> makes a lot of money. Uh, I don't regret it. Uh, don't shame my mother. Uh, <laughs> just because she's a whore. Um, she's not a whore. She doesn't get paid. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. First off, you know my joke about my mom being yeah, polyamorous. I do. I do. Is it's, she? Yeah. It's nice. a great yeah, joke. She is. I um, wish my mom was polyamorous. You don't. We trust, don't. Me, trust me on this one. It's it's a weird life. You never met my stepdad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you never met my stepdad. You kind of look like my stepdad, actually. <laughs> I get that a lot. Uh, no, my stepdad, not the stepboyfriends. They oh, don't, they're okay, not part okay, of the okay, family. I look like every stepfather and every uninvited wedding guest. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Are you ready to play? Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Oh, I love that theme song. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty great. I'm going to be humming that for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) This is so great for the people watching on Twitch. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Um... So how this is going to work is you are going to be yourself, Eddie Firth, mm-hmm. in the real world. Mm-hmm. But you are going to have to fight a mythical creature of my choosing and design. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will roll for your actions, and I will roll for the creature's actions. Kayla will be pa- playing the creature. Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, how familiar are you with Dungeons & Dragons? Not at all. Okay, let me look Never up. What... Pl- Despite what I'm wearing and what you <laughs> oh think my based God. on how my career started <laughs> and everything about me, I have never played Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, so 
Picture in your mind's eye, Eddie Firth. You're leaving the comedy store. It's 1 a.m. You had a great show. Comics were great. Audience was hot. Feel good. You're walking back towards your car. A Honda, I believe. <laughs> and you see... It's weird that he knew I drove, drove a Honda. Yeah, I have a sixth sense when I'm in Dungeons and Dragons. Also, Park tonight. I yeah, he did, uh, but I wasn't going to mention that. I inherited, <laughs> I inherited that car in my last breakup. Keep going. Oh, that's actually a great <laughs> that's breakup. That's a pretty sweet I breakup. Paid for it. What are you talking about? Okay, I mean, well, you just, said inherited. Yeah, I, moved, I inherited. She moved on and got a better car. That's <laughs> oh, how okay. that worked. That's not bad. That sounds like a apartment. metaphor. Yeah, so you run into a Gorgon. Specifically, Gorgon Ramsey. Oi! What what is this? What is this? <laughs> Gorgon Ramsey approaches you. Yeah. Anger in Gorgon Ramsey's eyes. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna you gonna try to serve this? <laughs> okay, Eddie, what's your first move? Are you what are you gonna do? Reason. I'm going to try to reason first. I'm okay. going to be like, oh, look, I, I, I understand that you're upset, but I, I don't think the problem you have is with me. First and foremost, your mother and father probably didn't love you enough or loved you too much. Which is it? Oh, interesting. So you're going to bring up Gorgon Ramsey's traumatic past <laughs> with their parents. In hopes of what? In hopes of what? You're trying Deflecting to... Deflecting and getting you to realize that the problem's not with me. It's with something else. So you're taking this out on me. This has nothing to do with me, Gorgon Ramsey. <laughs> this has to do with something else. It probably starts with your mother and father. So did your father hug you enough? If he didn't hug you enough, I, I get that. Right, Gorgon? Okay, so that's a charisma roll. You're going to have to roll above a 17 because yeah. you're really trying to cut deep. Yeah. That's a 13. Gorgon Ramsey does not appreciate your deflection. Gorgon? Listen up, big boy. Come here. Come here, big boy. You think you could talk to me like that in my kitchen? We're in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. we're uh, in a kitchen. Yeah, you're yeah. In, um, you stumbled into my kitchen from the comedy store. Yeah. If you don't cook me a meal that is worthy of presentation in this establishment... Gonna have to eat your soul. Sorry. That's an intimidation roll. Gorgon Ramsey already has snakes for heads and is British, so they only <laughs> have to roll above a 12. Mm. That's a two. You're actually not intimidated at all by Gorgon Ramsey. <laughs> no. You actually kind of think Gorgon Ramsey's sort of a puss. Whoa! Yeah. I mean, it's whoa! Because, you rolled because, a two. <laughs> it's because I see beneath the pain and realize there's a hurting child and a very sweet human. That's a charisma roll. I'm going to give it a, above a 14 because you failed so hard. Wow. That's a five. Okay. You guys are finding no common ground here. All right. You're right. trying to, you're reaching the handout. Gorgon Ramsey's slapping it, but it doesn't hurt, and you're not scared of Gorgon Ramsey at all. Gorgon, what are you doing? I'm gonna snatch one of his eyes with one of my little snaky. With I thought I had to cook a meal first. Can I cook the meal? Well, you you to- didn't cook the meal. You decided you were going to bring up my brother who has addiction issues. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to take my little snaky head bit and snatch your eye. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Eddie wears glasses. So I'm going to say you have to roll above a 13 to do this. All right, fine. All right, fine. Well, that's a 13 even. Your eye's out of your head. Which one? My left eye? Left eye. It's raw! (laughs) 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 Okay, so Eddie, you're one eye down. Your depth perception is shot. Any attack rolls are going to be heavily contested. Yeah. What are you going to (laughs) do? You're also bleeding a lot. 
I think I'm faster than Gordon Ramsay. Oh, okay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so I'm going to tighten the laces on my Air Jordans, and I'm going to run literal circles around Gordon Gorgon Ramsay, confusing Gorgon Ramsay long enough for me to trip Gorgon Ramsay. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a sixteen or above. I, I'm confident. It's a tough move. It's a fifteen. Ah! You you circle Gorgon Ramsay. You sort a circle, but Gorgon Ramsay's like Absolutely not. <laughs> we don't run in a kitchen. Do you see how many moving pieces are around you? You're gonna run in a kitchen? You know what I gotta do? Mm. I gotta take this white apron and strangle you with it. <laughs> So you're down an eye. You didn't quite, were you quite, weren't quite able to trip Gorgon Ramsay. Something about this game feels so rigged. Keep going. Well, <laughs> it's I because mean, I am a Gorgon. Yes, yes, yes. My marks are way lower. And you, being a human, a dumb one. Your marks are higher. That's fair. That's fair. It's a natural 20. Oh. Eddie, you are dead. You got strangled to death and your head popped off Wait. in the comedy store kitchen. I don't need him to die. Okay. I need him to learn. So, just gonna make him, you know, pass out a little bit. Wait, can I interject? <laughs> can I interject and be dead? I I feel like <laughs> hold on. I feel like the initial move was that you tried to strangle him. <laughs> I didn't that, say to death. Well, you rolled a natural twenty, so you popped his head clear off his shoulders. Can I tell you right now? <laughs> uh, I had a killer show at the comedy store, yeah. and then a literal demon kills me in the comedy store. I'm going to be a legend <laughs> that's for that's fucking true. ever. That's true. I don't think you get better than that. If I have to go out, a Gorgon strangling me in the, they're going to rename the ki- the comedy store's kitchen the Eddie Kitchen. Like, do you know what I mean? This is. Do I'll, you I'll want me? Uh, do you want me to write your name on the wall with your I blood? I survived. <laughs> I survived one of my eyes. Popping out yes, of my head. You live. Yes, He'll be yes. like, he almost out-talked the Gorgon. Yeah. And then you almost outran the Gorgon. I almost outran the Gorgon, and a fucking demon happened to strangle me to death? I feel like I'm a yeah. legend. You're a legend. I, I will posthumously get my name put up on the wall. Sure. And they will pass me and write my name on the wall. I'm yeah. going to do it for you in your own blood. How do I? I just won the game. I will say, this is the first time this has happened in the history of Dungeons and Dragons. You were brutally murdered. But Eddie Firth, you have won Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I'm talking you about. You won. Congratulations. That's that's the half Jewish side winning on a technicality. <laughs> we, we took it to court and proved in a court of law. You, I won. you did. <laughs> Eddie Firth, the the headless champion of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> anything uh anything you do differently about that? Yeah. Yeah. With your game. I would have I would have I would have outcooked you. When you asked me to cook a meal, I would have cooked. Roll him back in. Roll him back in. I'll give you, if you can cook, if you roll above a 15, Gorgon Ramsay will put your head back on your body. Well, well, let me tell you what I'm cooking because to impress Gorgon Ramsay, I know the one dish that's going to take Gorgon Ramsay and blow your head off the wall. I'm going to cook you a perfect omelet. Oh, no way. (laughs) Oh, no fucking way. 15 or above. That's a 12. Oh, the eggs were tough. Damn it, I Eggs were too it. tough. And meanwhile, I was making a stunning cookova. And now you're no longer a legend at the comedy store. I'm so sorry, Eddie. You uh, you lost the Dungeons no, and I'm Dragons. St- I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. My name is written in blood. It's, I'm fine with that. You're fine. You're. Yeah. I, I, I'll say that was a, a... Would you do anything differently? I would say you're still, you're still winning. Good. You got Good. murdered at the comedy store by a demon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Well, Eddie, thanks so much for coming <laughs> on the so podcast. Much. Anytime. I had a blast. Uh, uh, anything you'd like to plug? No Laughing is back at the Comedy Store Monday, December 5th at 8 p.m. in the Belly Room. Definitely come check that out. Uh, at this show, we pull contestants from the audience. And if the contestant can last three one-minute rounds of comedy without laughing, you will win $20 and a T-shirt. Wow. We give away cash and prizes. And Fictional Roast and Historical Roast are actually coming back to the Comedy Store. Our very first show will actually be at L.A. Comic-Con this year on Saturday, December 3rd That's at 3.30. So we're roasting uh, Pixar characters. So Buzz Lightyear, Woody, uh, Miguel from Coco will all be at Comic-Con with us. And then on Thursday, December 22nd at 8 p.m. in the belly room at the Comedy Store, it's fictional roast Santa for the holidays. Nice. That's so great. the Grinch and Mrs. Claus and Scrooge and Ralphie from A Christmas Story are going to oh be roasting God. Santa Claus uh, so definitely come check those. Uh, you guys should come and, and definitely hang out those nights. But, uh, yeah, uh, Monday, December 5th at 8 p.m. is No Laughing. And then Fictional Roast Santa is Thursday, December 22nd at 8 p.m. Fantastic. And where yeah. can people follow you? Follow me uh, on Instagram at I am Eddie Firth, at Fictional Roast, at Historical Roast, and at No Laughing Show. That's, that's everything I'm doing right now. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fuck, Mary Kill Me. We would love you to write a review of our podcast on your podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at FMKMePod, and you can follow us at Kayla Rosenberg and at GDP Comedy. Follow us on TikTok at FMKMePod. If you have your own FMKs, WYRs, and OEQs, send them to us at FMKMePod at gmail.com. Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive of content, uncut episodes with more jokes, access to all sorts of premium goodies. That's FMK Me Pod on Patreon.